Sustainability isn't supposed to be a trend. The definition goes a lot deeper than that. And for people who have spent their lives work on building sustainable businesses, it kind of takes away all those years of hard earned, you know, work because it's been so uh, vaguely used. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here on the podcast. Today's episode is a bit different than normal. I am talking about the damaging effects of the word sustainability and how that's moved from a movement to trend. Um, I know you might be thinking, uh, what the hell? (laughs) You're all about sustainability. Why um, are you saying now that it's damaging? I'll get into that Um, because the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like the word sustainability has lost its value. I actually had a completely different episode planned and I just had to, you know, maybe put that one aside for next time and talk about this because I think it's really important to address this problem. And although I don't like to make episodes where it's really just talking about an issue um, without necessarily providing a solution, although I do provide a solution at the end, but it's not like an immediate action that can be done. It's more of like a collective solution. Um, But I definitely do think it's important to talk about because both as brands and consumers, we're starting to see the word sustainability is literally everywhere. There has been damaging effects from the word sustainability. And the reason behind that is there's a lack of definition. There's a lack of specifics and implementation requirements to be able to call something as quote unquote sustainable. You know, and I feel like that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, uh, So what really made me um, start this episode was, well, it's been a compilation of years of conversations, but um, just recently I brought it back to me where I was having a conversation with someone on the phone and they said something like, oh yeah, sustainability is like the new thing right now. Everyone's trying to be sustainable or do something that's sustainable. And, you know, a lot of the people that mention those types of things to me, they don't necessarily mean it in a negative or in a bad way way. They're just saying, oh, I noticed this is trending. So I can see why you're doing something that's trending. And the problem with that is sustainability isn't supposed to be a trend. The definition goes a lot deeper than that. And for people who have spent their lives work even more than I have um, on building sustainable businesses, it kind of takes away all those years of hard earned, um, you know, work that comes into building a sustainable business because it's been so uh, vaguely used, you know? And I feel like the reason that is a problem is, like I said, regulation just doesn't really exist, you know? Like there's guidelines for certain things, but there's not necessarily rules for being sustainable, like calling something sustainable. So I wanted to talk about sustainability as a buzzword. So what does it even mean anymore? So I will give you my definition and then I'll also give you what Google says (laughs) and what the Google definition of sustainability is. 
So sustainability for me, it's an action. It's not a thing. I truly believe that for something to be called sustainable, it should protect and contribute positively to the natural resources it uses, the people it employs, and the community in which it operates. And that's why I like to use the B-Lab assessment to measure sustainability progress because it's all-encompassing. It's not just a better fabric or a garment that lasts longer. And what I believe sustainability is, it's something that can be maintainable in the long run. It's something that can bring prosperity and success for everything and everyone it touches, um, whether it's through a business or through an initiative. So that's my version of sustainability. The Google version is the ability to be maintained at a certain level or rate. So basically, Um, the sustainability of economic growth, or avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain ecological balance. But the problem with that is it's not specific enough. And that's the biggest problem with the word sustainability right now is it opens the opportunity for misleading claims and for misinformation to become rampant. You know, for example, if I'm a new fashion brand, I could literally source just one preferred material. Let's say it's linen or organic cotton um, that isn't even certified. And I can make a website for myself and have a little sustainability tab and talk out of my mind, to not be rude, about sustainability and what it means to me. And that's a problem. Like, sustainability shouldn't be something that means something different to every single person. It should be a collective standard of operation. It shouldn't just be a nice thing to do. And one comparison example I wanted to talk about is claiming a product as organic. So in order to claim a product as organic, there is certification processes that you have to go through and it's overseen by the Department of Agriculture on sustainability-centric terminology. And there are government-mandated guidelines on how you need to word your products. So if you want to say that you're selling organic oranges, for example, there are government-mandated guidelines on what it means to be an organic orange. (laughs) So how do we make sure that the word sustainability is held accountable? Well, the first thing is, as brands, we need to set goals. We need to set realistic and smart goals that align with both the sustainable development goals set out by the UN and specific ESG goals that we personally connect with in our businesses. And we need to set them up in a way that we can see how our businesses are contributing in those aspects that we choose to be involved in. So it's not just, you know, writing down on a piece of paper the lovely things that we would love to see the world become and not actually doing anything about it, which is what a lot of companies and corporations are doing right now. You know, they'll set out a statement that they're going to be carbon neutral by 2030 or net zero by 2025. And yet, once they say that, everyone claps and then utter silence. We don't see real material action. And that leads up to my second point, which is we need to get the government involved. We need regulation on consumer protection law. And consumer protection law should encompass all things from physical safety of the product and also the truth on how things are entering someone's hands. There shouldn't be a vague definition of what sustainability is. Earlier in this episode, I said what sustainability meant to me and all that fun stuff, but the problem is I shouldn't be able to say um, 
whatever I feel like. Like, there should be a guideline on what it means for everyone, and there should be a set standard um, that is kind of separated by industry, right? Because sustainability um, is different for every industry, but there should be standards for industries on what sustainability means. So those of us in the industry who are leading professionals and industry leaders, we need to pressure those in power of setting guidelines and regulations for local governments and authorities to ensure that consumer protection law also includes anti-greenwashing principles and there should be fines and accountability models for brands or companies in general that do not comply with these standards. So because I believe this is so important, I have adopted something that just came out in September this year, which is the CMA guidance on environmental claims on goods and services. So this standard is based on UK law and it encompasses six principles that are basically a framework on how businesses should be communicating with their audiences in their marketing initiatives and stuff like that. So I'll go through them really quickly here for you. So number one is claims must be truthful and accurate. Number two is claims must be clear and unambiguous. Number three is claims must not omit or hide relevant important information. For example, if a product is recycled but not recyclable, that kind of information should be disclosed and also clearly communicated in a way that does not uh, mislead the customer. Number four is comparisons must be fair and meaningful. And number five is claims must consider the full life cycle of the product or service. So that goes back to my recycled polyester comment. Um, Recycled polyester basically means that they've used plastic bottles to create a new fabric. It doesn't necessarily mean that at the end of the recycled polyester shoe's life, it can be recycled into new material. It just means that it has been made from recycled materials, if that makes sense. And the final one here, number six, is claims must be substantiated. So these are six principles of the CMA guidelines on environmental claims and services. And like I said, I personally believe this is something that our local authorities need to kind of get on and implement into our governance structures. But I'm not going to sit here and wait for other people to take charge. So that's why we are using these guidelines to not only help us operate more ethically and responsibly, um, but also to help brands communicate responsibly as well. So that concludes my little talk for today. I'm sorry if this one was a bit random. It's a bit shorter than normal, but you know, I really did have to get this out here and talk about this problem because it's a real issue and I really want us to take this seriously. And for those of us that are in the industry to, you know, set up accountability models that help brands and governments and consumers tackle the issue head on and really take it to heart. So that's why I thought this episode was super important. Uh, but yeah, if you found this episode useful or it resonated with you and there was a point that you're like, yes, I feel you, then definitely let me know. You can message me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or wherever you'd like. You have my contact information in the show notes. And while you are in the show notes, <laughs> um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our newsletter. We send out newsletters every time we upload any form of content, but we also include information 
information on what we're up to as well on a business level, not just um, content creation. So definitely subscribe to the newsletter. It's in the show notes. And with that, if you're feeling extra generous, you can follow us on Instagram. And yeah, I will leave it right there. I can't wait to talk to you next week. 